You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. You are tuning into the GMG Breakfast Show on this Winner's Wednesday. And today we have uh, an author, speaker, minister of the gospel, husband, father. We are speaking to Pastor Chucks. Pastor Chucks, good morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Chucks. Go ahead. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, Zipo. Good to be on your station. It's great to have you. So uh, let's just, uh, before we get into our conversation today, if there was a billboard with... Um, a phrase that captured the essence of who you are, what would it read? It will read a pastor who is very passionate about relationships, about family, about finances, and about discipleship in the nation of South Africa. I love that. I love that. Um, today we're speaking about a conversation and I love when you're speaking about relationships because it, it brings, normally when we speak about relationship, one thinks about relating to the next, but very seldom do we take the moment to reflect on relationships with self. And today we want to speak on the subject of singleness within the kingdom. Is there even a kingdom definition um, for the term single um, that we can unpack this morning? Well, the truth is that the concept of singleness, uh, it's in the kingdom, it's outside of the kingdom. Uh, what it means is this, that if you're not married, mm. you, are in, you are in that space we call singleness. Mm. All right? And um, so when you're not married, you are single. So you can be a Christian or you can be an unbeliever. You can be, you know, any other faith. When you are not married, you are single. That's what it is. So, but um, then is there a time limit for how long one should be single before they, before we as a society call for concern? And I know in an African culture, there is the level of people starting to ask around, what's happening now? Because you are of a certain particular yeah. age. So is there a time frame for singleness? Well, well, you see, the, 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 the truth about the whole thing about singleness, uh, I like to put it like this. Singleness is a stage mm. in life for most people. For most people, is a stage that we go through. It's like going through primary school. You know, it's a stage we go through and then we get married and we move on for most people. However, there are some people who, uh, you know, marriage is not for them. And there are very few, though, but we're not talking about them today. So as many people who desire to be married and who, who you know, deep inside of them, there's a desire for companionship, desire to be married, singleness should be a passing phase. And then, you know, they move into the phase where that desire is fulfilled. God gives them a spouse. If they're a brother, they get a sister. If they're a sister, they get a brother. And they start a family. Uh, most people in society belong to that category where mm. singleness is a phase they pass through and then they get married and they move on. Mm. I like when you're speaking about singleness being a phase that um, is meant to pass. But we do know that in most mm. cases, especially um, we have a lot of ladies in the church where the fra the f this phase and season that is meant to be short-lived outlives its time 
in there, you know. Yes, that is true. So when then we in that context are then um then what does it, can we then say singleness is um a waiting period for marriage when marriage is not in the cards for that individual? Yeah, so so there is there is a time to you know, like the Bible says, there's a time for everything. Yes. If singleness is a phase that we go through, like primary school, nobody stays in primary school forever. You know, if a child is in primary school and then, you know, primary school, is, I think it's six years or seven years, and now they are there for 14 years, now they are there for 21 years, it calls for concern because we expect the person to, you know, graduate from primary school and then go to secondary school. Uh. So we... We, as a society, there's an expectation at some point that this person needs to get married. However, that season cannot be defined by people looking at you mm. because our timings are all different. Uh, the program of God for each of our lives are different. So nobody can, you know, say uh, your time has expired on the singles bench. It's you and God, you know. And the, the truth is this, that your ignorance... Mm. The things you don't know, the things the devil is doing can keep you in that bench longer than necessary, mm. you know, and it's not the will of God to, to stay on that bench beyond a certain time. There are people who are on that bench now and they have, they have overstayed their welcome on that bench by 10 years, by 20 years, by 30 years, because they are doing the wrong things. They are, they are, they are things they are doing that are prolonging their stay on that bench. And it's not the will of God. And they can't keep blaming God for keeping them in the bench because it's not God keeping them in the bench. God has somebody for them, but they keep missing their timing. They keep missing uh, uh, connecting with what God is doing so that they are graduated from that bench. So there are a lot of people, especially in the church, mm. who are sitting on the singles bench, but their time has expired on that bench. Mm. And God wants to get them out. And you know, <laughs> in the things of God, when your time is expired in something, you can decide and connect with the power of God, connect with the grace of God, connect with the wisdom of God, and God will get you out. Yeah. And I believe so many people who are on the singles bench need to graduate. They need to move. I know their God time has expired. <laughs> That's an their interesting time has one. Expired on that bench. They shouldn't be on the singles bench no more. Pastor, let's look at another phase because I feel in this current conversation and when we're speaking about singleness, we are always looking at the singleness from the state of a person that is not yet married. But we also have people that mm. were married, you know, that are single. Maybe they lost a spouse and maybe, or their marriage didn't work out and they get back into the single space. And that kind of a yeah. season is harder because now you know what intimacy is like, you know what having a companion is like, and now you are back in the single space. How can we better cater for that particular group of individuals? Okay, so there are two reasons why somebody can, you know, be graduated from the singles bench and then be readmitted to the singles bench. Mm -hmm. Having been graduated from the singles bench and then come back. So what, what I say to people who find themselves in that space is that there is comfort from the Holy Spirit to heal your heart. If you are back in the singles bench because your spouse passed on or passed away, uh, um, God will heal your heart. Mm -hmm. And we, when we look at scriptures, there is provision for remarriage. Mm. There is provision for remarriage. If you choose to be married again, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, 
And if you are divorced, mm. okay, there I will be slow. I'll be slow. I want to know why you got divorced. Mm. I want to know because sometimes people just throw away their spouses like you throw away old clothes that mm. you don't like. Mm. And their reasons are very flimsy. I am not one to support people throwing away their marriages on flimsy reasons, you know? Mm. Very flimsy. I've heard all sorts of stuff. Very flimsy reasons. And then you go look for somebody else. I will not officiate. I will not support you, you know, throwing your spouse for any reason, I've, you know? So I want to uh, interrogate the, the case uh, thoroughly to know why did the divorce happen? Mm. And if it is justifiable, because there are sometimes some divorces are very justifiable, mm. then we will, we will, you know, uh, work with you to bring healing, close that chapter, and then we open a new chapter and trust God for a new spouse for you and you will, there's life after divorce. Mm. But you can't just throw away your spouse for any reason whatsoever and then come and say, no, I found somebody else. People do very silly things. You know, you think it's changing a taxi. You just, you know, you're in a taxi. You say, no, no, let me come down. You come down and mm. then let me join another one. And you join another one. You come to the pastor and ask for the blessing. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I hear you, Pastor Chuck. Let's take a quick ad break. It's going to be a short one. And then we're going to continue with this conversation. What I want to um, dive into when uh, we get back from the ad break is how does the Bible acknowledge but also equip a single man and a woman, especially when it comes to dealing with sexual ages, because we there's no time frame. It's a f- passing phrase and season, but in that waiting period, there are human um, desires Please. that are at work. So I want to yes. p- unpack how can a, a, a brother and a sister in that period keep themselves right? Or how does the Bible equip us to keep ourselves in the right manner? But let's uh, take a quick break, then we unpack this. <laughs> Stay home, keep social distancing, and be safe. Together, we will overcome. Do you want a driver's license? Don't hesitate. Rainbow GT Driving School is your solution. They are the K53 specialist from the motorbike to code 8, 10 and 14. And they also do training for forklifts. They are based in Kempton Park, 1H Lewis Street, just opposite the license department near Festival Mall. You can call them on 011-394-7520. Or you can WhatsApp them on 067-263-6374. They are your driving license solution. Rainbow Driving School. Drive with Rainbow. Drive with passion. 067-153-1089 is the number you can use for WhatsApp uh, question if you've got any question for Pastor Chucks about singleness. Maybe you are going through a season and uh, you want a perspective of a man of God. He is a relationship expert. He is a minister of the gospel. He's a husband. He's a father. He's an author and a leader in this uh, particular to- conversation. So he will be able to help you. And maybe this might be your free opportunity to have a free consultation on air. So do send through your questions and comments if you have any the time is 24 minutes past the hour eight we are speaking about singleness within the kingdom and uh, we have already identified that it stretches beyond just the kingdom so pastor chucks when before we went on the break i asked how does the bible acknowledge and equip a single man or woman especially when it comes to dealing with sexual ages all right so um 
whether you are married mm. or you are single, there are sexual urges. Mm. It's part of being human. Uh, they don't switch it on when you get to the wedding uh, ceremony. They switch <laughs> it on until then it's off. That is not true. It's on. Mm. So whether you are you are married or you are single, your sexual urges are on and you need to manage it. For a person who is married, the Bible says, keep your sexual urges directed towards your spouse, your mm -hmm. legally married spouse. That's where you indulge those urges and satisfy them. But if you are single, you don't have anybody to indulge it and satisfy them righteously and legally, according to the Bible. Mm. So what do you do with those urges? You got to manage them and hold them in check. You got to mm. hold your body in check. You see, Jesus thought and said that if a person lost, looks at a woman to lust after her, mm. Jesus said that you have committed adultery in your heart. Before, before Jesus, adultery was an act. Mm. When Jesus came, he said, adultery is not just an act. It can even be a thought, mm. you know, before even the act. So for single people, it's a lot um, more uh, in terms of uh, what's required from them. They need to control themselves. And how do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, a number of things. First of all, you got to manage your mind. Mm. You know, it, it starts in the heart, according to Jesus. It starts in the heart. So don't tell me you cannot control your thoughts. You can control your thoughts. And some of the things that you do that trigger the, the sexual urge and, and put it on steroids, you got to stop them. You know, if you're watching things, you're reading things uh, uh, that are triggering your, your sexual desire and putting them on, on uh, over, overdrive, mm. you, you have to stop those things that keep triggering you and keep arousing you. You know, if you're in a relationship, if you are there and you keep touching this person and you keep, you know, showing them skin and they, you know, those things trigger the flesh. And those things are the things that make it difficult for you to restrain and control yourself. Oh. So this is, you got to start from there. Single people, you got to watch your actions. You got to watch your thoughts because this is where, you know, God says, I, I see what people can see. Oh. And if we are, if we are passionate about pleasing God, if we're passionate about the fear of God, what is happening in your heart should be important to you. You know, uh, when Mrs. Potiphar was pushing Joseph uh, for a sexual uh, uh, encounter, an illegal sexual encounter, Joseph said, no, I can't do this. Uh, and, and the woman says, why? He, he said, because I fear God. Uh, because I fear God. The woman says, nobody will know. My husband will not know. Nobody will know. Joseph said, I don't care if anybody is going to know or not. I fear God. God will know. Mm. The problem in the church is, is that brothers and sisters don't fear God anymore. Mm. And, and that's why we indulge it in our hearts and then we go ahead to do it because we don't fear God anymore. If we fear God, we will stay away from the things that displease God. If mm. we honor God, we stay away from the things that displease him. Sexual immorality displeases God. We got to say it the way it is in the Bible. Sexual immorality displeases God. Sex outside of marriage, sex before marriage displeases God. And we can't change the Bible. 
if you if you say you don't agree with that, then you will have to tear the Bible and tear it very, very seriously uh. because it's all over the both Old Testament and New Testament. It doesn't matter how you want to look at it. There is no place where it is supported in scriptures that you must, you should engage in sex outside of marriage. So Amen. single people, you need self-control. Control your thoughts and then control your actions. Don't put yourself in situations that undermine you and undermine your purity, that compromise your, no, don't do that. Mm. So, so that, that, that's, that's all I can throw out. Or, I mean, let, let me stop there. Yeah, no, that's 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 a lot. That's a, that's a lot. And I think controlling mind and controlling one's actions, that would prevent, that is a very important one. But now, so would then be um, people who choose the state of singleness and choose to walk in singleness and choose to live single, are they in direct defiance of God's commandment of multiplying and increasing as humanity I would, I would want to answer that question very carefully. Mm. You know, like I said in, in the beginning, um, see, marriage is not for everybody. Mm. The people who are not called to marriage, in my opinion and from what I know over the years, mm. they are very, very few. They are very, very, very few. The Bible talks about eunuchs, mm. people who have made a vow to serve God with their singleness. Mm. But that's that's a very small minority of the people. The rest of the people, if you have sexual desire, if you have a desire for companionship, you were built for marriage. God couldn't have put um, um, a desire for companionship and not give you someone to satisfy that desire righteously and legally. Our God is not a, he's not a, he's not a, a wicked God. He's a very good God. Mm. So if you have sexual desire, you have desire for companionship, that means that God has somebody for you. Now, if God has somebody for you, you should work what needs to be worked. You understand the principles and find that person and get married. That's the will of God. Now, some people say, I want to be single, but they're busy sleeping around. They're busy <laughs> sleeping around. And they say, no, I, I, I'm not going to get married. In fact, I was in a conversation with someone just last week. And the person says, no, 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 I'm not going to get married again. I was married before. I'm not going to get married again. I'm just going to get a life partner. It's somebody, I, you know, mm. they will live in their house. I live in my own house. And then we get together anytime we need each other. I'm mm. like, what's that? That arrangement is anti-Christ. It's not biblical. You, you know, what, she's, what the person was implying was that, you know, we will have sex when we need to have sex. And we are not married, and we, but we are life partners. I'm like, what kind of nonsense is that? Mm. Sex is for marriage. So if you are not married, then stay away from sex. Mm. Then focus on other things. Focus on serving the Lord. Focus on honoring God with your body. But mm. if you're going to be married, um, if you're going to be single and say, you know, uh, you are, you are, uh, dedicating yourself, you're not one to marry, but you are having sex, you are, you are disobeying God. You are violating the word of God. If mm. God created you for marriage, let's help you get married so that you can fulfill the, the, the commandment to multiply and be fruitful. You know, I, I believe if there's a desire for sex, then there is a mandate for fruitfulness. Hey, when there's a desire for sex, there's a mandate for fruitfulness. That is a tweet right there, let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, how can a, a single minister of the gospel 
go about dating without compromising their calling and their leadership role, especially when they are heading a church. We have a lot of people that find the calling very early on their journey, and some end up even establishing a church, and yet they are single. So how how can they, in that season, whilst they're still searching to find the favor that God has for them, do it with integrity without compromising their call? All right. I was there. Mm. I was there. I answered the call of God uh, very early, yeah. very, very early, 1989. I answered the call of God. And I was a single person serving the Lord in the ministry for many years. I only got married in the year 2000. Oh. So, so I was in that space. And um, the how did I manage to keep myself? By the grace of God, I did not indulge in sex until I got married. I got married mm. in the year 2000. So this year is 22 years of being married. Congratulations. And um, yeah, so between the time, thank you so much. Between the time I answered the call of God in 1989 all the way to 2000, that's uh, uh, 11 years, is it? Mm. Okay, so within that period, uh, there were temptations. Yeah. Oh, yes, many. There were <laughs> temptations, many. I'm telling you now. Um, how did I survive those temptations? Uh, it was that principle that I learned from Joseph. I fear God. I fear God. And I made certain decisions up front, you know, before the temptation arose. Some decisions I made between me and God to say, I will not do this. I will not do this. Even in two instances, you know, when my flesh almost gave in, mm. I believe that the decision I made made, made the opportunity not possible. Mm. God came through for me and delivered me from, from those uh, compromising or almost compromising situations mm. because I made some decisions. So you got to make up your mind. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, and Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself mm. with the portion of the king's meat. It's, that's a decision. You must propose in your heart, I will not mm. defile myself on the bed of fornication. Minister of the gospel, hear what I'm saying? You got to propose in your heart. Bible said Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not do this thing. This thing is wrong. This thing is defiling. And he proposed in his heart. You see, that proposal in your heart is what helps you. When the devil sets you up or when your flesh is weak, you know, that proposal in your heart helps you. You know, I kept also accountability partners. I had brothers who I was accountable to, and we were accountable to one another to walk in purity. So when we were under pressure, we, we checked up with each other. We prayed for each other. I said, bro, please pray for me today, man. Today mm. is... Is the day. day. (laughs) Pastor, we are running. And then you you have somebody praying for you or praying with you or standing with you or coming, you know, and say, I remember one brother, you know, he was my accountability partner. Even this time he was married. Mm. And at work, there was this girl who was really pushing for for them to, you know, have an affair. Mm. And one, you know, the temptation was so bad. Mm. In fact, he called me one day and said, you know, I am in front of a pharmacy. Mm. I said, what are you doing there? He said, aren't you supposed to be at work? He said, I'm supposed to be at work. But this girl at work that I've been telling you about, 
said I must come for lunch. Mm. And I'm in front of the pharmacy. I'm about to buy a condom. Mm. I said, what? He said, I'm about to buy a condom. I can't do This was a married brother. Mm. He, and I said to him, no, 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 no. Which pharmacy is this? He told me where it is. I says, just stay in your car. I am coming. I'm, I'm like five minutes away from you. And I drove to him. And, you know, we prayed together. And we aborted that mission. If mm. Satan had had him on a juggler, and mm. he was going to sleep with that girl that day. But we, because he made that phone call to me, that's mm. the power of having people around you who support you, who hold you accountable. Every single minister of the gospel, you need to have accountability partners, people that you can rely on or confide in when you are weak, when your flesh is almost given in, to say, I don't want to do this thing, but I have temptation today. Please pray with me. Please stand with me. I don't want to offend God. I don't yeah. want to offend my spouse. I don't want to defile myself. So there are many things that you, you put on ground. You know, I had certain rules and I still have certain rules that guide me, mm. you know, that has helped me put some structures around me to maintain the purity of my marriage, to maintain my purity, even as a single person. Yeah. As a single person, I did not go to the house of sisters alone. Mm. Pastor, I mean, we I are slowly out of time. In fact, we are really out of time. Um, but I want wow. to, um, yeah, you are sharing such, a, you know, it's, it's very, it's what we need to hear, especially as young people, but I think also across the board, because you, as you are alluding in this conversation, that even in this a friend of yours who was married needed accountability because the struggle yeah. doesn't end because of saying I do. So I want to um, just wrap up this conversation with uh, what should every single individual in their 20s, in their 30s, and in their 40s and beyond know? So address each age group uh, separately. What does a single individual, what is, what should a single individual in their 20s and 30s know? What is, should a single uh, individual in their 40s and 50s know? Um, please do this in about, right. in the 60 seconds, in the 60 seconds that we still have. Okay, let's see what we can do. The people in their 20s, you need to know that marriage is of God mm. and there is a purpose around marriage. Mm. And you need to seek God for that purpose so that God will guide you to your God-ordained spouse. Mm. Those in their 30s, I say the same thing, but I want to say that in your 30s, don't let desperation make you make a stupid decision. Mm. Uh, you need to wait on the Lord and need to be guided by the Lord. When you are in your 40s, the desperation can be an, an all-time high but if you have waited for this long, believing God, God will give you your own spouse. You just need to trust the Lord. Those in their 50s, I will say the same thing to you. Don't let the devil make you do things that you have for all this while chosen not to do. Yeah. Uh, if there's a lot we can say. There's a lot we can say. No, we, we have to do it again. Now. We have to do it again. Let's see. Uh, we'll talk of A and let's see when we can come back and maybe um, unpack other things, not just singleness. Today, I just wanted to catch up for, because it's a month of love and, you know, everybody was focusing on couples and everybody was coupling up. So what are the services that you have that you are offering for singles who have spent the whole month indoors because they could not go out? No one was catering for them. No one was thinking about them. All right. So um, on March 4th, on yes. March 4th, the Friday of March 4th, we have a singles hangout. 
Yeah, but uh, it's an online, yeah, singles hangout, we call it. It's an online hangout on Zoom where singles from around the world, within South Africa, men and women outside of South Africa, in the US, you know, uh, everywhere, people log in and we hang out. We, we talk about the things that we are facing uh, in that space of being single and so on. Myself and my wife, we facilitate that session and we have conversations. People can ask questions. People can connect with one another and we trash it. It's usually about 60 to 90 minutes of engagement and people can get to know one another. So to register for that, um, you need to send us a, a WhatsApp message to our WhatsApp number 081-421-0835. 081-421-0835. That's uh, plus two seven. That's for those in South Africa. Plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five, and uh, you will get the login details. It's free. It's absolutely free. It starts at seven p.m. South African time on the Friday, the fourth of March, and we have that hangout uh, to address, you know, some of the yeah. uh, topics, some of the things. People can also ask their questions mm. at the singles hangout. Thank you so much, Pastor, for making time for us. Thank you for the gift that you are. I have not met you personally, but I look forward to doing so because just interacting with you this past couple of days, preparing for this conversation, there's been such a beautiful favor and connection. And um, we wish you all the best, and we look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And blessings to all the listeners today. Let's do big things for God. Yes. In the future. Amen. God bless you. Amen. That's how we wrap up our conversation with Pastor Chuck. We're going to give you. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.